There we go. Podcast time. Glenn Power is here from PowerWorks Automotive, which means for the next little bit, we're going to talk cars. We're, we're going to basically solve the automotive issues of the world and possibly beyond. <laughs> if Will Shatner can the go Ma- up... If the Mr. Mars Rover. Yeah, if Will Shatner can go up into space... We can solve the problems of the world. No, but it's been space. It's all a conspiracy. <laughs> and that's how this show starts. <laughs> We're we talking go. cars. And uh, so buckle up and, and enjoy. And it's all coming to you from the podcast studio right here at the Rove Hotel downtown. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Well, yeah. <laughs> the show's We've over. Lots to talk about. <laughs> and... And let's let's fill people's brains with mindless nonsense. There's, you know what? There's no mindless nonsense to be had. I think it's it's kind of cool when you're 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 getting envy in the parking lot. And I was in the parking lot today, and I was I was a little envious of the other Jeep Wrangler that was parked there, a nice red one. Now, just because I kind of thought it would be nice to be able to have a red and a yellow one. Right. It was, it was the, the, you know, it was a Sahara hard top and he actually had the front two panels off on the roof. So, you know, that the weather's getting good here when people yeah. are taking off those front panels. So it's nice. It's very nice. Definitely so good it. weather. We, we're, we're very, very, um, close to perfect weather, aren't we? Yeah. Not far away. So are, are people now, are little things starting to go wrong on cars as the plastics and rubbers and things are not getting as supple and soft as they were with the hotter temperatures? You We've find? got, you know, people start to put the windows down again. Yeah. So these things oh. every year, you know, you get problems <laughs> with windows squeaking or... <laughs> yeah. And there's always that whole thing of, oh, you know... It was all right until you serviced it, or yeah, <laughs> one of those situations. But when you don't use something for so long, which we don't here, this I yeah. mean, it's the same with convertible roofs, yeah. power windows, even like you say, people taking their doors out and putting the convertible tops and stuff on, and and, and the Wranglers people, the Wranglers tend to be less of a problem because people don't have as much expectation and they've probably done it for the last five years in a row and they understand that it's going to be a bit dusty and it's going to be a bit squeaky and it's going to be a little bit not exactly riding around in a Bentley obviously yeah yeah for but, sure you know when you bring your car in for a service and then you take the car away and think oh I picked it up at 5.30 and it's nice weather I'm going to put the window down instead of the AC on especially when you've been frozen to death in our office then it's like Oh, that didn't used to squeak. What have these guys done? Oh, we haven't done anything to the window. It's just you've not used it for four, five, six months. Um, and and rubbers do dry out. They do get very sticky sometimes and split and, and shrink and dust gets in there behind where they've shrunk and then things wear out. And, and the Wrangler is an example. You've probably had, I would imagine, all of your window regulators replaced on the jeep right yeah pretty everyone yeah. yeah so on both of them probably no no the other one's got the uh, other one's course, old yeah, school so thank god thank so, god because that would yeah been. you know that's just the way the way it is the dust gets in there the sand gets in there the heat gets in there and that's it it's curtains so these, these things happen after not being used and, and it's no different in in terms of 
in about six months' time when people start turning their AC back on again. <laughs> so, th- so this is this is the time of the year to actually be exercising this preventative tool. And and look, if you're in a cold climate, you need to do this as well. Yep. Is make sure. I mean, we're giving that this is the pro tip of the day. <laughs> make sure every now and then you turn on the air conditioning. And if it's if it's freezing cold where you're living and listening to this, yep. just turn the thermostat up to the heat option. And your air conditioner will still be operating, but it's going to be pumping out. It's not going to be really cooling. It's not going to cool at all. Yeah. But it's going to be working the liquids. It's going to be working all of the seals, and things will stay lubricated. Yeah, a lot of, like, most of the, certainly the European stuff, but not exclusively anymore. But a lot of them now have, you can't really turn the AC off. So the compressor stays running about between 3 and 10% effectiveness really if you want to use that word um, which is kind of nice even when it's off and it just keeps it going and yeah. wear and tear though on the compressor yes and no it's not over it's, it's not dealing with huge pressures it keeps the oil circulating stops you getting issues with that the, the thing with ac that a lot of markets the ac's main benefit isn't for cooling it's for dehumidifying yeah so that's the main purpose of it to to keep your windscreen from from fogging up and people don't realize that when you you know it's especially in north america you start getting a foggy windshield and starts up put on the ac yeah yeah if, if AC you're on. if your system isn't running with the ac already just turn on the ac and keep yeah. the heat up and leave the ac on and turn the temperature up and, yeah. and the, the the air that comes out will be diverted through the warm setting but it will still pass through yeah on the evaporator and it'll help to to dehumidify and stop that windscreen misting up which is a nightmare it's hard no. No, I, I've been there like I lived We've in the UK it's just yeah. one of those things you get up in the morning and it's like oh no it's cold you scrape the ice off the window and get driving and then it's just like you're looking through this much space yeah. where the actual hot air's coming out of the windscreen yeah onto the windscreen or I always find the side windows you know you try I gotta look out the mirror I do have to see the mirror and, and you're yeah. trying to clear some of the oh and then you know you put the window down you lift it oh it's just yeah. a mess yeah so it's it's not easy but AC helps with that yeah. definitely and that's that's one of the reasons for for having AC on it's, it's relatively cheap to fit now very 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 efficient does any car come without AC I, oh, I'm sure they do still, especially in Europe and, and guess, North America. Yes, the base base model. I'm just thinking they're all fitted with AC now. Yeah, it's so efficient now. Yeah. But you know, when some of the internal combustion cars that have gone down to two and three cylinders, you know that yeah. I'm sure there are options without AC just to <laughs> squeeze as much fuel efficiency out of them as you can. And you don't, you know, for the two days a year in the UK when you need it. I'm just no. thinking. I'm laughing because I've just got this vision in my head. So I've got, I got a, an old schoolmate who I haven't seen in years, but I see him on Instagram. Hasn't changed a day. Paul Smith looks the same. I'm looking. I'm just going. Man, it's like guy hasn't changed. He's he's like you know 40 years older than he was when we went to school. It looks the same. And he 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 works at a Hyundai dealership. And I can just yeah. see him saying, "Yeah, free AC," and he hands people two Thailand fans. <laughs> <laughs> Well, exactly, yeah. Free AC, AC included, and they just hand yeah. you the two fans. Two, two days a year in the UK, you need AC. Two days a year. And to be fair, you can do without it, because then if you haven't got it, it gives you gives you something extra to moan about. There you go. And, and <laughs> so there you go. You need heat, though. Everyone needs heat. You always need the heat. Yeah. But it is time. I mean, it's at least as we're, you know, it's cooling down here. Uh, I always say 
you know, first week of November, end of the first week of November, into the second week of November, that's when we're going to, the, the good weather, the humidity's dying. It'll be next week. Yeah. So that date stamped us a little bit there, but you know, typically second week of November in Dubai, humidity's gone. It's, it's yeah. six months of, of great weather that, that opens up that window. And, and those people in the Northern hemisphere who are much north, more North, good time to start thinking about getting that AC and getting those things looked at before the big rush. It's kind of like the Colin, we will fix it model when it's not a push for those things to get repaired. Good time to go get them checked out. Yeah. I mean, from a, from a point of view of cost as well. Um, so the refrigerant gas that we have to put into an AC system, the oils that we have to put into the AC system, they're cheaper this time of year. See, that's and, but this is not. I'm I'm notorious by saying, well, you know what? I don't need to go get my AC service now because I got six months before I'm going to use yeah. it again. I'll wait. When really I should be getting that thing serviced right now because yeah, yeah. I'll, it's it's a it's more cost effective. So you've got you've got two situations there, like. You mentioned we will fix it. We're the same. They're doing residential AC. We're doing automotive AC. Effectively similar. The, the same using different gases. And obviously automotive AC is a lot less reliable because it has to move with an engine that's moving. So there you go. But we have supply and demand just as anybody does. And refrigerant and oil for AC systems gets hedged like most commodities, by most suppliers. But they can't keep it on a shelf forever. They've got to sell it, and this time of year, prices start to go down, so you'll be on a, you'll have a situation where if I go and buy three 15-kilo um, canisters of R134A, then I might get one for free. Wow. Whereas in July, I'm not going to get one for love nor money. <laughs> so my cost yeah. is higher than it, than it is right now. Now, they try and give a better price to us because they need to get rid of it. We're not going to have a warehouse full. We're going to have three or four cans lying around that we know we've got when we need them, but we'll use them in a few months. But we put prices down to bring people in for what is traditionally a slow period for AC because we want people to come in. We're yeah. business. We need people to come in and, and, and as as... Ugly as that sounds out loud, we are trying to incentivize somebody to come to the garage because we need to pay salaries and pay bills and eat food. So that's just the way it is. However, anybody that is um, sensible enough, anyone that, you know, the kind of people that would get a newspaper and go through and pull the coupons out and go to the supermarket with a handful of coupons, this is the time to do it. Mm. And it's so easy you know there's less backlog in in a workshop so for for example if a workshop has an uh, an ac specialist that 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 guy's going to be busy uh doesn't matter what country you're in he or she is going to be busy in may in the northern hemisphere in may to august now not so much now's the time go in there you're likely to get it looked at the same day and fixed the same day if needed a service will put you on the track. And if you have a service done on your AC now and something's noticed like your compressor's getting a bit weak or you have got a small leak somewhere, well, okay, how much is it going to be to fix? Fine. And as long as it isn't something like a seizing compressor, 
uh, or a huge leak where oil's leaking out so the compressor is going to seize, you're not putting your engine at any risk of a belt breaking or anything like that. Right. So you can say, okay, well, it's going to be 4,000 dirhams. I can save that. I'll budget for that till April and I'll book it in. Book it in advance, agree a price, pay a down payment on it. Mm. Fix the price in and then then you know that by the time April comes around, you need the extra money to come in and get it sorted. Because if April comes around and you haven't done that and then May comes around and, oh, it's getting a bit hot, you turn on the AC, that's not good, it's not working very well. Then it's, okay, well, we can't get you in for a few days and then it's going to take a week to fix and the part's not available and it's another 15% higher than it was six months ago. You know, commodities are going up all the time. (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing worse than, yeah, I got a price. And then you get there and it's like, well, yeah, but that was six months ago. Now it's 25% more. First time in... Well, in truth, the first time in the five years that that we've that we've done work with, we will fix it. But at, at the end of September, we had to give them an increase. They've actually had decreases in real terms, and they're still a lot less than what they were paying in twenty sixteen or whatever it was. But we've had to give them a price increase because our commodity price, oil, steel, everything's increased. Shipping, ridiculous. I don't know what the hell's going on with shipping. <laughs> like, it's, it's a crisis. It's a container crisis. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's I, I was listening to something actually the other day and it affects, it's, so we got the chip problem. We're not talking chips today, but we've talked about this ad nauseum yeah. that is affecting automotive delivery, but also just in time delivery of products has got a problem. Yeah. Then if you've got to ship anything, and I don't just mean in ships, but I mean trucking, these things get put in containers. These yeah. things, get, there aren't enough truckers there are backlogs at ports that are shipping things out. So getting them on the boats, getting them in the containers, not enough containers, not enough people to move the containers, not enough ships moving, but demand is still there. Yeah. And so we've got multiple issues going on with logistics yeah. that are affecting everything. We've got containers in all of it, in both, in all, like I'm some sort of giant. We've got two garages and both of them have containers for officers. Now, that's simply because we don't need to attach anything to the wall, affect the structure of the building, and they're warehouses with containers in. So it's not a problem. We don't need any special approvals or anything like that. They're really easy to adapt and modify. If we want to change the look, we can. So they work, and it's an easy thing to replicate. So if we do take another garage somewhere else, we can do the same thing. Now, the first garage we did at the start of lockdown... So way back, um, we got three containers. This one, we've done two, slightly different layout. We've done two. These two cost more than the three did. And a friend of mine likes the containers. If we had the space and the time, we'd probably go into doing stuff with these containers. But he wants to get some back to the UK to use to build a house with on some land that he owns. So we approached a shipping company for shipping the container. Because the containers that we're using are obviously not seaworthy containers because you don't want to waste a seaworthy container. There's already a shortage and you'd be paying 25, 30K in dirhams for a seaworthy container, at least non-seaworthy ones. They're costing about six or 7,000 dirhams now. Mm. To ship one, they want 9,500 dirhams. <laughs> Because they can't put anything in it, yeah. so that's so, so that means empty. that's the cost of a container. Yeah. So if you've got nine thousand five hundred dirhams just to ship a container, 
you know, you've got to put the stuff in there, pay duty on the stuff that's in there, pay. Mm. Frightening. Yeah. And then what was a three to four week deal is now six to eight. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's very, very difficult. And so, you know, ultimately what we're saying is because everything's going up in price, the time to do stuff like AC is when the price is as low as they're going to, yeah. because in, by the time summer comes around, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, the prices have gone up and they'll probably continue to go up. So by the time summer comes around, you could be talking 10, 15, 20% more than mm. what it would be if you were quoted today. And and that's not normal. Yeah. It's unprecedented. So AC is now is the time to get the, the AC looked at and, and get it repaired or at least budget for it down the line. Had an interesting one that I that happened this week to a to a friend of mine. They were in a, yeah. a minor car accident. Okay. Uh, crazy driver weaving through traffic, going way too fast, misjudged the cars they were weaving through, clipped him in the backside as they were going through. So took off the back, you know, hit back quarter panel, you know, the, the wheel no, you know, gone as far you know, punctured. Took off a little bit of the bumper. His yeah. car was incapacitated, like, yeah. uh, and then they weaved through another car, and after it, it clipped the other car too. Then hit a then hit a guard wall, did a massive flip, something out of a movie. All happened in like four <laughs> seconds, and and you know, so there we got now multiple cars. One person really injured. Fortunately, not not the person who I, I'm talking about, but the driver of that crazy vehicle um, seriously injured because of stupidity. Yeah, but but the re- the reason I bring this story up is because this. The person I'm talking about was driving. Who was who's the car that was incapacitated? Was driving a long-term rental from one of the rental companies. Right. Okay. And what a great way to actually have a car! Like you never want to have to use your insurance or anything. Yeah. But has this problem? It's not his fault. You know, obviously gets the police report and everything. But on site, the uh, the, the rental company is there with the tow truck takes the car away, but gives him a loaner right on the spot. So, you know, he doesn't have to worry about, okay, now I got to get a taxi home. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get this sorted out. I got to get another car. Oh, what am I going to do with this car? Literally, he said they showed up. He, he made the call. They were there with a replacement car and did the swap. And, you know, I was like, okay, get us the police report and that, but you know, we'll, we'll get another car to you and we'll get you back in the same car you're driving very shortly but here's something to tide you over. And I thought, that's fantastic. Yeah, and it is, there are benefits to, again, like we've just been saying about budgeting with car repairs by getting them in and you know, with, with the rental, you know what you're going to pay yeah. for the rest of the year. The, the, the thing is that that money at the end of the year, you don't get it back. Well, that's the thing. So it's, it's a, it is a clearly a give and take. Like, you know, Good what, for budgeting. Yeah, like you know, that you're, you know that, okay, I was, I'm spending three whatever a month and that's yeah. everything. It's all in. My insurance, my maintenance, it's all in. Yeah. It's not yours at the Not end your of the fuel, day. by the way. You can't just keep driving it. You do have to still put fuel in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which has gone up again. I don't understand. Of course, yes. It's gone up another, you know, marginally here, but it's still gone up. And somebody's going to have to pay for all this, James. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to pay. I don't know who it is. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if we can blame Brexit for that, but I'm British, I so we blame know, it on Brexit know. on most things. I don't know. It's yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, but no, it's there's a there is a lot of benefits. There's a lot of positives, and you know, as a as a business owner for fixing cars, it's not ideal for me to tell people to rent a car. But ultimately, yeah. if you're on a budget and it's a tight one, which a lot of people are these days, yeah, salaries haven't fully recovered. I don't think, and 
people, people we were talking in, in a couple other podcasts today that you know people are losing their jobs yeah, still. still yeah yeah there's still uncertainty of what's going to happen in six months for a lot of folks uh, year end you've got things you know you, you've got things like we're lucky here because of the climate we're in and there is so much to do outside now like everything can be done outside you want to go to the cinema go to the outdoor cinema so you would think we've got through holiday season most of the festivities have passed us now until next year so there's no real reason for huge gatherings obviously there's new year which is you, you're not going to be able to see for people and fireworks. Ross, okay, I saw in the paper yesterday. Rack, for another one. They're going to. They want to set new war, Guinness another records. One, yeah. That was fantastic when we lived up there. So Amazing I'm, I'm thinking New Year's. I'm heading down Rackway. Amazing it was. It was really good. Yeah. We lived up there and we could watch it from the house. It was fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, like everyone's converging on Andrew Thomas's parents' place. They're still in Rack, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, converging yeah. on their place. I sit and I'll let them know. <laughs> yeah, let them know. They, they, everyone's coming. The entire Potaholics team. And families are coming to their place. Alhambra <laughs> Village is a place to be. Um, so, yeah, like, w- we've got a really good rate at the minute of cases. You know, yeah. Yeah. the numbers are down. But we've got good weather to be outside. Absolutely. Places like the UK. It's indoor time now, baby. Everyone's in the pub, sat around the fire. <laughs> yeah, hold on. The know. pub closes at 8 o'clock, right? They do- no, no. What time are they close? 24 hours now. Most of them are 24 I was, hours. I was in Windsor, but my kids were really small. We were at Legoland. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, we're going to go to the pub and get some fish and chips. Get to the pub. It's closed. I, said, I, I say to the guy coming, I said, I'm thinking North America. You know, two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Most pubs now have got like oh, the... They've got the, the late night. Crowd. The late night licenses. Okay. And then a lot of them, 24. I'm glad. But, you know. So everyone's in the pub. They're sitting around the fire. I've watched... I've, I've, I've watched... Ted Lasso, I get the idea. Of yeah, 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 exactly. Like, yeah. Like, they're so everyone's in the pub, and it's just like sat round, and then you've you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah, that's just just the people way it is. And sneezing, and, coughing, exactly, yeah, yeah. people are shedding this virus. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna go up. And Have a drink, taste that. Is that off to you? <laughs> that's what people do. They're done. That's what people do. And then you know, so you know, not not to sort of bring a grey cloud over the podcast, and we need to move on, obviously. But you know. What is going to happen? Nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody, no, we yeah. don't know what's going to happen. If it's going to be a massive upsurge in cases again, and how does that affect us? And do we just say, oh, forget about it? We're sick of it. And will there be any kind of desire or appetite or willingness from anybody in a place like the UK to say, all right, yeah, we'll go back into another lockdown, no problem? Because I don't think there will. I don't think, I, I think, I don't think more anyone chance. wants to go into another lockdown. There's more chance <laughs> of, uh, of, of, a complete overturning of the government before that happens, yeah. I think. Yeah. Not that any government could have done any better, but, you know, it is what it is. That's that's just how people, that's how we react, right? So who knows what happens in that case? Yeah. You know, we then all of a sudden here say, all right, you're not coming in from the UK anymore. Yeah, it's not happening. It's a lot of tourists, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's you know, expos going on. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows what's to come? And you can't, have uncertainty and you know therefore is it the right time to go and buy yourself a Range Rover or a, mm. you know any uh, any car that you've wanted to own for a long time because you can't because you're thinking well the prices are high because we talked about it last week prices are high so we can't necessarily afford the car anyway and what if you lose your job or yeah. what if prices 
just drop out and then you lose 20k on a used car that's ridiculous and you've got no job and you can't sell it and oh. so yeah a rental is a great option if you need to budget and there are some good rental companies out there yeah i mean you know pick wisely I exactly yeah definitely do that um, um try and find someone that already does it yeah if you work for a big company or something a colleague that's doing the same or, or yeah. whatever it may be uh, an international brand they tend to be the the you know might pay a little bit more but there's a lot of reliability and yeah. that's exactly the, the person somebody about had an international brand exactly was somebody that's got a twitter account yeah that you can go on their twitter <laughs> account and and say okay they respond to people because yeah. then when and if you do have a problem then you're going to get some response if you don't get the customer service you want yeah. immediately and these guys aren't necessarily ignoring you they're just busy they're yeah. no different to any other company they've had staff shortages and they've got layoffs to to mean that one person's doing what previously was two people's yeah. job. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Last week when, when we were literally in the car park, you were getting into your uh, Jeep. I was getting into my Jeep. You were getting into a... I was getting into the Wrangler. Wrangler. You were getting into a Grand Cherokee. Yeah, the living room on wheels. Yeah. Amy uh, loves those cars. <laughs> Who wouldn't? So the S6 is ready, right? V10 S6, right? The yeah. same engine and brakes that they use in the Lamborghini stuff of the same era. She says to me, oh, yeah, well, now it's fixed. We'll sell it and we'll get it. You can get as a Jeep. <laughs> get out. <laughs> so I filed, I filed the divorce papers. <laughs> However, you can't have, um, you can't have car uh, abuse <laughs> as a, as a, as a reason. Amy is sensible because no way life, better than is, Audi. life always feels better in a Jeep. It always I do like better. the Grand Cherokee. I do like the, the problem with the Grand Cherokee is the same problem with the with the Porsche Boxster. So the Grand Cherokee is a great car and it looks great, but you'll always pull up next to an SRT. Yeah. And blah. Oh, yeah, the Boxster, what a great car. <laughs> Smile on your face yeah. and then someone pulls up next to you in a Cayman or a, G, or a 911 even worse. Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah. Should have waited. Yeah. Saved up for a couple more years. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. But yeah. then again, I prefer the Overland to the mm. SRT because the SRT mm. is ridiculous. It's a bit too mental for me. Speaking of Porsches, we'll come back to Amy and getting a Jeep. And I think, you know, honestly, just it's get not, a Jeep. It's not happening. Just get a Jeep. Happy wife, happy life. I'm not, get buying, the Jeep. I'm not buying a Jeep. Just get the Jeep. No. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just take it from me. Just get the Jeep. <laughs> You've got two. <laughs> I've got two. And it's Imtishan would always say, do you remember? Imtishan and Brown Car Guy, they'd always say, we'd be talking cars. Yeah, I'm going, oh, that's the car I want. He goes, and they look at it, really? <laughs> really? You you would give up your Jeep? He's like, no. Goes, well, then, then don't, don't even talk about it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was uh, this weekend I was up in Umel Coin uh, mm-hmm. doing my sound therapy with uh, Marco Zigon and at, at first time I've ever had a ride in a Porsche the four wheeler over there the Cayenne Cayenne okay first time I had a ride in one I wasn't impressed and it was it was a fully stocked model it was nice it was beautiful looking and I got in and I don't know what I was expecting but I was underwhelmed they're not. A big car inside. No. They're still designed to be a bit of a, just a four-wheel off-road yeah. sports car, basically. Like there was four of us in it, and it was, don't get me wrong, it was comfortable, and it looked yeah. nice, but I I was just a little, I don't know what I was expecting. I have yeah. no idea. I was totally underwhelmed, though. I kind of went, hmm. Yeah, I think, that, you know, with the Cayenne, and obviously the Touareg, and they're based on the same car, basically, the same car. They sort of went into the, kind of, I suppose you'd say, SUV space. But they couldn't go after a Range Rover because no one's going to get close. Jeep Grand Cherokee's kind of nailed down the 
next best thing and they've sort of gone for the sporty aspect and it's either neither here nor there on one of them yeah. you know they're not very big I, I can fit in one comfortably but no one can sit behind me in a right. Cayenne okay and but you know very well equipped inside yeah great engines great brakes amazing suspension you and know but they're not it's not a Grand Cherokee in terms of comfort that's yeah. for sure and the seating position is not a Range Rover so yeah. it's neither here nor there you know, I do like them but yeah I, I, I see what you're saying you know what got me was it has this this particular model had that complete moonroof kind yeah. of thing and it just has a cloth cover that yeah, goes that's over right, it. yeah and I was looking like at the mesh that. yeah it was mesh I'm just looking at it going really and I, and I, I just felt that I was getting a little it just felt cheap to me yeah, I mean, it's not cheap when they break. No, no. no it's not I, if, it's when. <laughs> well, it's not if, it's when. <laughs> yeah, so um, once that breaks, it's okay, wind it back. Uh, so the little nice aluminium bar, brushed steel yeah. bar, whichever one they've gone for, can go all the way back and then we just put 90% tint on because nobody's paying 6,000 dirhams to fix it. 6,000 Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 90% tint, be done with it. Yeah. I just I just felt, I just, it just felt, I don't know. I, I I was just underwhelmed. It was it was nice, but it it, it did leave me going. Yeah, I wouldn't buy one. Which of model was it? Yeah, I don't know. Did it, it have all the like pilot switches around the gear lever? Did it have yeah, loads of yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's not the current one. It's the one before. Yeah. The current one's really nice. The current one's less messy inside. Oh, okay. They got more towards the sort of. There was a um, lot of action. Test, yeah. I was in the back scene. There was a lot of action just for the AC yeah, stuff. Yeah, the rear AC. I was like, yeah. oh, man, this yeah. is really busy here. Yeah, kind of like a, a, a cockpit in a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was cool if you were like that. I thought it must be really neat at night because it would all be lit up. Yeah. So. Now the new one's kind of gone the whole Volvo oh, and Tesla nice. way with okay. a few switches, but a screen and yeah, okay. everything. What you got to do? Yeah. At this point, we're done for if you don't do that. Yeah. And there's no no longer do controls have to be intuitive mm. because touchscreen is intuitive. Yeah. You know, Amy. Amy went through. She she took so so the girls are off school. May's got a parent teacher day. And Alma can't go to school, can't go to nursery because she sneezed once. Well, there you go. Ridiculous. So I, I sneezed at yoga yesterday. Thought I was going to get carried I out. I was like, I'm, Still, trying, I'm trying to hold it in. It's I like, know. Like the struggle is real, into right? My arm. It's like, yeah. I'm looking around. It's like, no, yeah, yeah. It's okay, no yeah. COVID. Just carry, okay. carry around a pot of uh, pepper. I'm like, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah sorry, just pepper. Um, so they're at home, and she'd sent me. She wants. She'd taken a video of them dancing around and stuff so she went on the camera roll to send me the video and then found there must be 150 selfie videos selfie pictures that the three-year-old who was three a couple of weeks ago has taken on an iphone she she puts she can do the pin so there's no more you know you get into a you get into a car and they'd be like you know you can you can i can hear it in my head a, a fifth gear or a top gear from the uk review of Oh, the controls are so intuitive. Everything's where you'd expect it to be. Oh, these controls are ridiculous. Why have I got this and this? And not anymore. Yeah. Because everything's on the screen and everyone uses a touch screen. Yeah. Or, you know, they just want to press a screen and see what it's doing. There's no control. I remember when the Golf 6 came out, the heated rear window. So the the switch for the, sorry, the switch for the side mirrors. So the side mirror adjustment, you'd have, there's a rotary knob, right. like a joystick. Yep. Classic. Still use the same sort of thing yep. now. Um, and you'd have left, right, off, 
and then at the bottom was um, heated. So the problem was that from where they put the switch in the driver's seat, you couldn't actually see what it was on. So the positions of the dot on the knob were not centralised. Oh. So then we'd have customers coming and saying, my, <laughs> my, my adjustment knob's broken. No, it isn't. This picture's been moved so you can see it. Oh, well, that's not very good. <laughs> yeah. Are you wasting my time? Don't don't call me about that. I'm just telling you how it is. I can get you a new one, but it's... Read the manual. It's, that's how it is. The, if the picture was there where the dots lined up with, you wouldn't see what it was, and that's why they've moved it. And that was a genuine complaint for people now. That, that, that was just that. And that's, you know, you're talking a decade ago. It's not yeah, like it's yeah. forever ago. Kick them to the curb. Get out of here. But, you know, you can't. Obviously, you can't. But then... Now that doesn't matter. Nobody wants any of that. Right. You know, and you've got three, four, five settings on everything now. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a, a Mustang in, and a lot of the Fords now come with the My Key, which is mm-hmm. you can program certain things for certain keys. So if you've got, in this case, a Mustang and your son's going to use it, you can set the rev limiter on it and you can set the top speed on it and you can this, that and the other. I fact, no, that. you can't do the rev limiter. You can do the top speed. I don't know why you can't do the rev limiter. Yeah. You should be. I that's the, the one limit. that's important. I want both. But you can do the top speed. You can set the lights to be a certain colour and certain things that you can and can't adjust and everything else. And then when they get going too far, I can have a little image of me come up on the touchscreen. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> great. No, great. no, 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 no. Yeah, like Q on James Bond. <laughs> but no, you've got the... The problem is then, once you've set that key to that, unless you've still got the master admin key, you can't reset that. Wait, everyone loses that. So then when you lose the other key... <laughs> You're done for. Yeah. <laughs> so, customer had to come in and we had to make them a new key, which was blank, which we could then put in as a master key. And, you know, it's like 2,000 dirhams later. Yeah. yeah. This is what people want, though. And this is what people are told they want. Yeah. And gone are the days of a, of a mechanical 4x4 shift... You know, gone are the days of... No, no, I got one of those. I got the knob. You oh, pull yeah. that sucker yeah, yeah. in, and I, I love that. But nothing else. No. There's not been anything else now. You know, <laughs> yeah. that even turning a heater yeah. on or off. There's it's no rotary electronic. switch, yeah. no slide switch. It's all... It's all electronic. So, you know, there's, there's literally zero character to the inside of a car, apart mm. from it looking like a, a kitchen showroom. Yeah, well, mm. I don't want to pander to you, but... Uh, I'm not. I've, I've, everyone knows as much as I, I. I'm warm to electric cars. The Tesla just doesn't get my mojo going. I mean, I, I like it that they're first out there, and I see them on the road. And, yeah. And, and I've always said, can't wait for the for, for the old school to start biting on the e vehicles. Yeah. Saw the ad for the 100% electric e-tron, whatever it is. Audi e-tron. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. Just the profile. I just saw. I just saw the backside of it. And, I know. And I just. I just took one look up there and said, "I'd buy that." Yeah. I, I mean, there was one at the auto drone the other week. DJ was over there on the weekend. Absolutely spectacular yeah. looking. I didn't even see the inside. I just went. The look of that. It has character, and I, that, that's what. Because I was thinking, why do I like that? Not this and that. Character. It. Ha- it has so, some character. It still looks like an Audi, right? Yeah. See, the thing with the Teslas is that they don't. What does a Tesla look like? I don't know. It looks like a Tesla. You know, cars had to have grills for cooling, yeah. so they get a face. I mean, I don't know what BMW have done with the front of their current ones. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. They, someone fell asleep. Oh. They, 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 Someone's having like hallucinogenic dreams about some yeah. sort of beaver 
infestation where they lived and they just said, oh, we'll make the front end look like a beaver then. But no, I, I don't know. You know, it's a difficult one with Tesla. They've obviously thought, well, we don't need a grill because we don't need the cooling that's so much there. Yeah. Right. So we'll make them a... I think they're, they're not aging very well. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, they've probably gotten over a lot of their production issues with panel gaps and stuff. Yeah, I think so. So, but, you know... You know, some of the older ones, you're, you notice that a little bit more, but I don't know. Just the... It, they look like they look and... When I see that that fully electric Audi, I just went, "Wow, oh, I'm in, I'm yeah. in." Yeah, I'm, you know, it, well, it, it was it was like yesterday when we talk about electric cars. I did see it yesterday. I saw a Tesla, and then right beside it, the Tesla over. So this is you know in a in a sixty kilometer zone, Tesla's passing a Mustang Roush version, and you know the Roush was. <laughs> and he was going slow because the the Tesla passed him. Yeah, but it was still going. Yeah. You know, at, at sixty kilometers an hour, and I'm like behind it in the in the Jeep, and I'm just going. I'll take that Roush. <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing is though, the problem is we we drove that. Um, we, yeah, we drove that. Uh, Whatever that was, that Mustang. It was it was the we called it the black edition or something yeah. like that, didn't they? And because it, it had black mirrors and black bits in it. But we, we, you know, when we drove that, we turned the exhaust off. Yeah, after 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 thirty minutes, and we said, "Oh yeah, listen to this." And and we did like everyone, right? Where do you give the exhaust some gun? Yeah, going yeah. in an underpass. That's yeah, the only yeah. place you do that. And yeah. then we turned it off. We was like, "Yeah, okay, now let's turn it on to old man drive." Yeah, there's <laughs> something about a Tesla getting into one. To be fair, you expect some sort of, you know, classical music to be playing on yeah. in the background, and it's really serene and calm. There's no engine noise, and there's a lot to be said for that. And that's yeah. just the way motoring goes and is going. And you know, Formula E. Those things that you know, amazing speed. There's a there's just a disconnect now between yeah. the next generation of car buyers and what we would think, and that's just something we have to accept. You know, yeah. there's certain things you can't make on TV anymore. Yeah, you know, there's certain things that can't be said in stand-up comedy anymore. There's certain things that you can't say at all anymore which <laughs> yeah. we might have thought of or accepted as acceptable 10 years ago even you have to be careful yeah, you yeah. just never know you're going to say oh, oh i can't no, yeah. say that yeah yeah exactly so you know there's just no, everyone's going to go what is it you can't say well yeah, <laughs> yeah you know you know <laughs> yeah yeah just you know i think Chappelle's latest yeah, netflix there we one go. is yeah <laughs> so you know there's a lot of stuff to consider in every aspect of life not just cars and there's no yeah. different that they're, they're they're becoming a mobile phone, which I think we've said before. They're yeah. just a fashion accessory at the minute. And just like the Toyota Prius was originally, everyone in California had one to say, oh, look how much I care about the environment. They've aged well, though. They, they, in the body like, the body style. They, they, yeah, but there was still, there was a Toyota, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it, it was different, but it was a Toyota. At least they had a, it, it was going to look like a Toyota. Yeah. You could see the breed. Yeah. Um, Tesla have, have done a cracking job and they've been, they're unfortunate in the fact that they're new to the new market and so they didn't really have they're never going to get close to Porsche, Audi, VW they're just not there's in when those guys and they are doing the ID4 the ID3 from VW the Audi e-tron GT um, I think there's a Q6 coming out as well electronic and then the Taycan I think the Taycan boasts one of the longest ranges as well at the minute and so you know, there's 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 a lot they're going to struggle to compete with because those cars will have character because it will yeah. still look like a Porsche. It's still, I mean, those Taycans are head turners. They're absolutely ridiculously good looking. 
So, yeah. you know, those fashion sides of them, the, the cosmetic sides of, of cars, Tesla, they're going to struggle, I think. Yeah. But then, like I said, that's me and you. Yeah, well, that's it. And, and you know, I, I always go back to the the gentleman we had in from uh, Range Rover. We were talking about the Evoque, which, quite frankly, I can't stand the look of the Evoque. <laughs> Uh, maybe the convertible version. Yeah, I think you've said before the convertible. But, you like, but otherwise, and I like it when the roof's down. I just and, yeah. and when the roof's up, it actually it looks kind of cool. But that's the only one I like. And the and the that guy was kind of offended when I was saying that because he was going, "Well, glad we didn't listen to you because this is our best selling Range Rover." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he says. So you're in the minority, my friend. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going. I, I I am, but I just I I I would feel miserable driving that car. Yeah. And I'm sure it's beautiful inside when you drive it. I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I'm no look. I mean, I'm just looking now for a, for an article that I found the other day on Car and Driver, which was to do with the actual real life, real world environmental impact of electric vehicles. Right? Oh man. I mean, look. I mean, we've said it over and over and over again. Unless your electricity that's going into your electric car is being generated cleanly, which means wind, solar, hydro, wave, maybe nuclear, but again, you've got to dispose of the waste. Yeah. So that puts that one probably out too. If if you're not doing one of these clean energy forms, so you need to live in Sweden, parts of Northern yeah. Canada, yeah. Uh, parts of the UK as well, but unless you've got clean energy fueling your vehicle, it's just a dirty vehicle. Well, yeah, now, so this, like I say, so hat tip for car and driver here. And the article is called Are EVs Actually Environmentally Friendly? It was interesting to me because these these guys did a baseline carbon footprint. So for production from day one of driving the vehicle. And obviously the EV is a lot more polluting to make. And in the case of... So so we've got three categories, small car, crossover, and pickup truck. So obviously an American study. So small car, the baseline was five metric tons of, of greenhouse gas emissions mm. um, to produce. A small car in terms of an EV, which you would imagine would be a Model 3, 12 metric tons. Yikes. So you're already seven, and the break-even point comes after 27,000 miles. Now at 27,000 miles... That means for a small car, an EV is probably good because most people will keep a car yeah. 45, 50,000 miles before in even 100,000 miles. By the time you get to 100,000 miles, you double carbon, uh, sorry, greenhouse emissions on the internal combustion as to what you are on an EV. So that's cool. Yeah. The one that was interesting for me was the crossover because that break even point didn't come till 40,000 miles. Yikes. Now, 40,000 miles could take somebody five years oh. if you do 8,000 miles a year. Yeah. You might be only keeping that car five years. How long does the batteries last? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> so if you're doing 40,000 miles over five years, that's that's 8,000 miles a year. Yeah. How long does the battery last? If you've then got to put, you know, most of yeah. that greenhouse emission is the battery production. And how long does the battery last in your phone? When you start thinking about this, it's only so, a couple of years, three, yeah, four I mean, years. The, and then- obviously, so on, on an EV... This is something that's quite important, in fairness. On an EV, there are, even though it will tell you it's empty and it won't do anything, and it will tell you it's full and you can't charge it anymore, the batteries protect themselves from full discharge and full 
recharge yeah. to keep their life as long as possible. But even if you're told seven to ten years on a battery, five years, no. you know, that's two years away potentially from having to have a new battery. And then how much, I mean, do you, uh, so the baseline of that crossover was 18 metric tons. That's three times the internal combustion engine, and it takes yeah. 40,000 miles to break even. If you have a problem with the battery, if you have an accident, in, in 40,000 miles there's a possibility. If the battery has to be replaced, I mean, how much of that, I would assume, the difference, because a car's a car, yeah. the difference in the baseline of 12 metric tonnes comes from pretty much the battery and the wiring associated with it. So you've got to replace most of that. You can, what, what do we add, another five? Then does the break-even point become yeah. 70,000? Something to think about. And this is, this is interesting. Now, this study was based on a 50% renewable charging network. And apparently there are some states in America that in some months of this year, I think I want to say Washington. Could be. Were 100% renewable. So they had a situation where they were 100% renewable. Um, and there's been times this year in the UK, I remember saying that some of the national grid got as high as 75% on renewable at some parts of the mm. day. So that's good. You mm-hmm. know, if we can get to renewable energy grids, then no problem. But there's just, to me, there's that whole production, environmental cost of production yeah. of the battery that, that is, and then disposal. Well, I mean, that, that's the one that kills me. No one's talking about that yet. Yeah. Um, and and I I kind of take it down to the A380. Now the, here's the link. Mm. The first Emirates Airbus A380 is, has been decommissioned, and they're actually going to dispose of it here in the UAE. They're taking it apart. They're you know, going to sell some pieces of it and make some memorabilia, but yeah. they are going to take it apart and dispose of it you know, efficiently here. I'll have one of the engines for for a van <laughs> see if we can get that going so i thought this is really interesting because well you know volvo's is miles ahead with this and they're yeah. thinking but generally speaking all these vehicles you can't just dump it in landfill now because you got a huge battery in it and that battery's got to be taken out and mm. done who knows what done with it and who's doing that and where's where are we going to do that and we already know that enviroserve is only working about 20 percent of its capacity for recycling e-waste maybe they've got a plan but i i just don't hear where that thinking is going place and and why i go back to the a380 is the company that's doing it in the article so it's a a new company here or an old company that's set up here they're saying you know this is the first time we've ever done something like this i'm thinking okay hold on a second aircraft have been around for a long time so yeah it's the first time you've done you've never done an aircraft ever which is okay they're learning it and they're gonna have a they're gonna set up a procedure but it's the same with cars now. So now we got a whole new set of companies that are going to have to start figuring out, okay, there's really a recycle market now for cars. How are we going to do it? You know, unfortunately, the problem is that's the issue, isn't it? That's the word, the market. Yeah. The, the, that's the problem. There is no financial gain at the moment that yeah. I can think of and that I've been told about or read about for a manufacturer to say, okay, we'll take your cars back. Yeah. Volvo do it, but Volvo have also signed an internal combustion engine deal with the Chinese manufacturer right. for the next five years. So they're not making them anymore, but oh, hang on, we're going to fund these guys yeah, in China yeah. to make it. We're so going to let them pollute actually, it in China. it's probably yeah. on our behalf worse than it would have been had we carried on ourselves. Yeah. So the foundry's going to pollute everywhere. Don't worry about it. It's, it's happening in China, not in our backyard. Yeah. So we look good. Yeah. So, you know, 
Like, no, no offense to be taken by anyone. Else. <laughs> but I mean, it's got to be. It's it, yeah. It's got to be part of. You know, so it's you can't just have a go- you can't just have a government in a country saying, "Okay, you want to sell your cars here? You've got to meet this regulation. You've got to employ so many of our yeah. people doing this job, that job, and we Maybe. need this much of you." From it needs to be no. What's your production cost on the environment? Yeah. And what do you do with your car when it's end you, of life? You know where we need to start? And I, the model already exists. And the manufacturing model already exists. Okay, totally different scenario. But in the UK, like in Canada, you go buy a Pepsi. And I, I could be wrong, so you're going to correct me here. But it, if I go buy this can of Red Bull that you've got here in the UK, you're going to spend, I don't know, a pound 50, two pounds. And there's going to be a portion of that price is going to probably be the can deposit, right? And then when you are done with this can, either you throw it in the garbage and then someone's going to go fish it out because they're going to get, you know, whatever. Yeah. So there's already an incentive in the case of these things. Now, some of us are just too lazy, so we're just going to throw the can out. Here in the UAE, there is no exchange, which we need to do this, but why can't they do that with cars then? So you buy your car, okay, it's going to increase the price, but I'm going to now spend, you know, 10% of my price. I'm going to add 10% because that's the recycling charge. Yep. And then when you bring your car in to drop it off and say, okay, she's done, they give you their 10% back. You've been, it's, it's the exchange rate or the, the, you know, the recycling fee, whatever you want to call it, the bottle rate. Yeah, well, you know, now where there's, in some cases, up to $10,000 incentive for people to trade an internal combustion car in for an electric vehicle. If they can come up with that, (laughs) and I think for the generation that's coming to buy these cars, they would much rather than the cash in their pocket off of the ticket price, they'd much rather know that it was going to be recycled properly. I I think. I think anyone who's thinking straight I mean, yeah, it's going to cost me a little bit more, but what's the down, what down, down the stream, what's going to be going on with this car? Well, it's going to be recycled properly. It's going to be beneficial for, you know, they're going to be able to make other stuff with it yeah. and we're doing the right thing. And that's the price of driving a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a genuine, it is a genuine problem because you've got, well, a hundred thousand Teslas that they're going to produce in this factory every whatever it is, 10 minutes or whatever, stupid, crazy yeah. numbers that they're going to be able to do. Where do they go in five, six, seven years' time? Where do they go when, you know, Samsung have showing their solid-state batteries that they think are going to end the whole, you yeah. know, charging issue, and, and Porsche and Audi are saying that they're going to make an 80% charge possible in 10 minutes. Yeah. And well, I was at the Huawei event. They've got a quick charger on their latest phone. Fully charged, thirty-eight minutes. Why fully charged? So, so, so the the current model of electric vehicles that have got the old type tech batteries. Yeah. In. <laughs> Who wants that? Who wants that then? Yeah, I don't yeah. want that. And you can't you can't buy a five or six year old electric car because the battery's fatigued, yeah, yeah. and you're going to yeah. get half the range you would when it was new. So and you don't want that anyway because you're looking at them going. We're learning how to make them. Then I I need the the fifth gen. No one wants. No one wants to be running Windows ninety five. No, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got this computer. I'm going to give it to you. It's Windows ninety five. Oh, yeah, keep it, man. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, yeah, yeah keep it. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's it. I mean, it's it's literally it is literally the mobile phone yeah. model at the minute with, yeah. with the way cars are going, <laughs> and it's 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 the reason we've got to work this out. We've got to figure this out, and people have got to be held <laughs> to the okay. You can make it here. 
yeah. but you need to be able to recycle it as well. Just a quick note on on just generally cars, and I know we run out of time on this episode. Richard Kaywood, big shout out to Richard Kaywood, Second Light Photography. He's uh, driving around in a Mitsubishi right now. I don't know if he loves it or hates it. He's going to tell me. <laughs> Every time he gets in, his phone, his iPhone clicks into whatever software they're using, CarPlay or something, I don't know, and it, all it starts playing is Christmas carols. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> you can't figure out why. That's goes, excellent. But it's not even the songs on my phone. Why is it playing Christmas carols? Someone else's iCloud or whatever. Chestnuts roasting over an open fire starts playing instantly when he gets in. Jesus. He can't figure it out. That's brilliant. That's really good. Really good. Whoever's done that to him, I mean, hats off. I know. I want to give the, I want to, I want to buy that person lunch. So, Genius. Yeah. Just introduce yourself to Brilliant. us. Brilliant. I'm going to try, try and work that out on everyone else's car. <laughs> yeah, everyone gets in. It's like I've reset it. It's going to yeah. put Christmas carols on their on their, their playlist. Excellent. <laughs> and we didn't get to talk about the smelly Pajero or the synthetic oil or that crazy image you sent me of the diagnostics on the S8. Just looking at all the computers on board. I told you that's how Skynet started. I, I bet if, if there was a prequel to Terminator, which there probably has been, they've ruined that franchise, but I bet if there was a prequel to it, it would start with an S8. I mean, I'm looking at that and I'm going, this is Star, Star Trek. This is Ahura and Scotty looking at, at monitors. Yeah, so that, that S8, obviously on the VW Audi stuff, we can run a gateway list which will show us all the faults within two seconds. Yeah. But if I do... A control unit by control unit scan which I have to then do to do an online coding it shows us all of them one by one and uh, it's insane yeah <laughs> you forget when you're just working on them you forget you say oh, okay that's that control unit and then they're, that, that's and the they're cam wires for that and there and there but then yeah. you look at them like that in the schematic that looks like the London Underground and you think it's a lot of computers on board oh I didn't realise that one I had to speak to that one and yeah. what are they saying about me <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the crazy drivers got in. Yeah, Get ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh man. Yeah. Anyway, well, we got lots to talk about next time, Glenn. Yeah, I can. I can clearly see. Looking where we're forward going. to it. I can't remember which button to press. <laughs> Just hit them all at once. Could it could be this one? It could be this one. It is. Here we go. There it is. It's the end of the show. First time we've done one. This is the first show. <laughs> yeah, I know, isn't it? It's like it's like a, the rookie yeah. is at the control panel. Yeah. No, literally, I was looking over at all the colors. Like you said, they're really bright. Couldn't remember which one to press. Didn't used to be that bright. No, somebody's done on. something. Someone's moved everything. Right. That's been PowerWorks. Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automoto. I'm James Pikeaway. Keep in touch by all, by all means. Podholics with a K at gmail.com. Drop us a line got any questions queries comments you just want to tell us how great we are yeah we're here we're here to listen and we're talking cars again we'll be back really soon thanks a lot so long for now